G'day, it's Clairsy here. These are the best bits of today's Clairsy, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. Mikey Robbins is our guest, uh, having a little bit of fun there and uh, boasting that he's getting up a little bit later in the days. But, uh, Mikey, we do have another special guest who's joining us this morning, mate, and a man that you know very well. Uh, i tell you what, he's done so much, the former ad man, the star of The Gruen Transfer and Recipe to Riches and with his new book, When It's Right to Be Wrong. Russell Howcroft joins us. Hi. Clancy, Kimber, Mikey, hi. Hi, Russell. Nice to be here. Now, Russell, not many people would agree that there's a right time to be wrong, Uh, but your book (laughs) says there is, so when is that? When is that time? I suppose that the whole idea is that a lot of the time, um, so certainly in a business context, um, you know, ideas, people come to, you know, people with ideas, and pretty much the initial reaction tends to be no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think we're very, we're very, very quick to say no. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose in a way the book, it's about um, use the no word sparingly um, and get excited about, um, you know, ideas that, what, that on the face of them might appear to be wrong. You know, mm. I mean, that sort of the highest profile maybe an example I like to use is just, I mean, imagine R- Richard Branson went home to his mum, let's say, I don't know, 30 plus years ago. I'm making mm. this up, right? But yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. So he goes and sees his mum and says, I'm going to start a business, mum. Of course, his mum's proud of that idea. And then Richard said, and the mum says to Richard, so what are you going to call it? And he says, I'm going to call it Virgin. Now, 30 plus years ago, his mm. mother would have been saying, I'm sorry, dear, but you won't be doing that. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. So on the face of it, that, that is a, that's an idea which is demonstrably wrong for the times, which of course has been quite the opposite. It, it's a stroke of genius. Yeah. You know? mm. And I think a lot of the time we just, um, as I say, we dismiss ideas in, in all forms of, you know, in, in media and in business and well, just, you know, you might want to go on a holiday, which on the, on the face of it might seem like a bad idea, but mm. often they are right. Um, and I think culturally, I think we're very quick to dis ideas. I don't think we're great at talking about them. So in a way, that's partly what the book's about. Mm. Uh, Russell, one thing I've always gone through in the decision-making process in, in my life, um, every time I've done something just to make money, it's backfired. And every time I've done something because I'm passionate about it, it's worked and I've made money. For sure. For sure. Uh, having a passion for what you do, I think, is uh, that's, that's critical. There's a little section in the book which is um, work-life balances BS. Um, that's, the, if you like, the title of the chapter. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And which is something I, I just absolutely believe in. When I was a young lad, my grandfather would say to me, it doesn't matter what you do, just make sure you're good at it, which is which is, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of strength in that idea. Yeah. So just pursue what you do, be good at it, be passionate about it, and then good things will come. I, I genuinely believe that that's the case. I think when you try and balance things and you know, and maybe just not go for it, yeah, that's when stuff gets a bit hard. You know, I mean, people go around the world doing you know seminars on work work life balance. I think it's nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Russell, the greatest <laughs> basketballer in history, Michael Jordan, admits yeah. he made a lot of mistakes and he missed a lot of uh, you know clincher shots, but he made some of the one the ones that counted. Yeah. But is it part of the, part of this book about not fearing making mistakes? Because we all do it, and sometimes yeah. it ends up being it opens other doors. Well, I, I, this yes, but it's more about um, it's more about owning mistakes. Right. It's not so much a fear of them. Yep. Because I think that's sort of fair, but actually owning them, you know, like that was an error, um, and fronting up, say in the workplace, fronting up in the workplace, and actually saying, okay, that was I did that, that was wrong. Um, here's what, here's why we all did it wrong. And, and really being, I think on the front foot when things go badly, you know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes instinctively what you want to do is hide, run away, you know, go home, whatever. Blame, deflect. Mm, Blame, blame, deflect. Absolutely. But it's, uh, it's much more powerful to actually own failure, much more powerful. Mm. And I think as a result, 
Um, it's it's actually it's more honest, really, is what it comes down to. Mm. And um, you know, there's a there's really three really important words I think around this this idea of the assumption of good intent. Um, I, I think that's how we should conduct ourselves. Yeah. Uh, in business context, you know, you walk into a room. If everyone walks into a room with the assumption of good intent, then I suspect good things will come out of the meeting. If you walk into a room with the with the assumption of I'm going to get done over here, then it's unlikely to end well. To go well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <excellent. laughs> yeah but I always have one theory too. When in doubt, blame the intern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's movies on that, in fact. <laughs> the master of blame deflection right there. Mate, before you go, have you ever seen Todd Sampson in a suit? Maybe at a Lena uh, Burnett. Uh, well, you know, you know, at a if you go back to the very early, early Gruen, probably first one, two or three shows, yeah. he was uh, in a... I think I recall him in a pink open neck shirt. No. He may have even had a jacket on. <laughs> but then, of course, he realised that um, he had a brand building opportunity, yeah. and uh, as in personal brand building opportunity. And, I mean, he's done brilliantly, hasn't he? You know, oh, and right. he, you know, he turns up to board meetings in T-shirts yeah. and, and television shows. And, you know, good on him. He's, he's uh, done exceptionally well. Actually, I'll tell you how brilliantly he's doing. This is a true story. A friend of mine has an online T-shirt company. Todd wore one of his T-shirts. They couldn't keep up with the demand for really? his 48 oh, hours. Well, uh, such is the power of television, Mikey, you know. It's, yeah. uh, it's a great commercial vehicle, this thing, Telly. Get something on, on air and, you know, the MasterChef guys, they tell the story about, you know, they do a um, you know creme brulee and they'd use a burner in the creme brulee. Yep. You know, and the next day, creme, uh, those burners would go nuts at Bunnings. Yeah. They'd just mm-hmm. walk out the door. Yeah. Oh, well, it's you, fascinating. You just it's look at... Uh, 50 Shades cr- of Grey. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the cravat as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, maybe not. Mate, <laughs> Russell, good luck with the book, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time, guys. Some people will be stressed around the nation this morning. Commonwealth Bank customers having trouble getting access to their money due to a technical outage uh, affecting credit cards, net banking, mobile, ATM, and uh, some other facilities like FPOS. Oh, gosh. Not good, 20 to 8. I don't like talking money with anyone. Like, it's, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Money discussions make me really uncomfortable. So if we go for dinner and people want to split the bill, I'm yep. the person who just goes, here, just do it, or I give them cash, or I put it <laughs> on my card because I don't want to talk about it with anybody. That right? an uncomfortable moment. It just makes me really uncomfortable, even with family, friends, anybody. And I've got some stats from our friends at the Ponds Institute because that's where we get all of our um, really reliable information, Mikey. (laughs) Of Um, course. They say that women are actually the most reluctant to share financial information. Right. But they surveyed a 1,000 people and only 2% said that they would open a joint bank account with their partner and that's only if they had a child together, right? Now, 40% of people said, look, I would consider a joint account if we were married. Okay, so that leaves 60% of people walking around going, we're not getting a joint account. Now, so I- that's, it's bizarre. I've been with Laura for 20 years. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had a joint account for, I would say, 18 years. Yeah, right. Yep. See, I think I think it's pretty standard. Like my parents had a joint account, but I think that society was a bit different then too because you you were in the family home and then you went and got married and then you got a house together. So you were already doing everything mm. together as a couple, whereas everything now- Everything pool, pooled resources. Yeah, people are buying their own houses. People are single with their own assets and then coming together and people are a bit afraid to share the things that they've worked hard for. Do you think this for. is just a certain demographic though or do you think there's older people doing this as well who've got their separate accounts so they can do what they want to do when they want to do it? Well, they're saying that can change too. So generally- Generation Y and X are very tentative and don't want to get involved. Generation X don't like taking the risk. Yep. Y uh, just probably don't even have enough money to pull. And <laughs> the, <laughs> I think uh, the baby boomers, and I think they're a bit like, I've already lost a house. Well, see, the thing is for me, this, this is how finance works in, 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 our, in our house, in my life. 
I open I, you know, I have my wallet sitting out on my desk on a Monday morning. Yeah. I open my wallet up, and there's my pocket money. And if I've been a good boy, I get my American Express card back. If I've been a bad boy, I just get my pocket money. <laughs> and, a, and apart from that, I'm, I'm, I'm Laura. See, the idea is that both, both Laura and I work, yeah. and the money comes in, and then it's Laura's job to hide the money from me. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I, you know, I think the people are scared off, but I'd like to know why. 133353. Yeah, tell us why you don't share a bank account with your partner. Mm. Like, what is your reason? Because some people might be, you know, twice, once bitten, twice shy as well. But tell us your reason why you won't share your money. I had a mortgage in uh, the early 90s, and my then wife, uh, I didn't realise until just after, just before we broke up that she had uh, 20 grand in the bank, in her oh. own account, in her own name. What? And uh, that made it interesting when we split. <laughs> just hidden from you. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have friends who are married, and they just pay half the mortgage each. Like, the mortgage payment just comes right. out of both of their bank accounts at the same time. People don't want to share their cash. In the new generation, everyone's sort of keeping their finances to themselves and even when they're in a relationship, married or have a house with somebody, it turns out majority of people don't want to get a joint bank account. Yeah. So wow. if just keeping it secrets and just going, you pay your bit, I'll pay my bit, and that way everyone has a... I, I suppose it's like a backup plan, is it? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm the guy who gets to the ATM and has to phone my wife and go, okay, which money's got the... <laughs> which, which money has the... Which account has the money today? Is it savings or check? She's the fiscal yeah. gatekeeper right there. You know, I think <laughs> people are afraid that relationships are going to break down and they want to have something to support themselves. Yeah, we've got Mikey and we've got Micah. Yeah, Micah in Averley, tell us why you don't have a joint bank account with your partner. Um, well, we've got two joint accounts, and then we've got one which is separate each. Oh, um, okay. I think it's kind of about making your money work for you. We we've, we used to have one which we're actually thinking about getting rid of now because we don't really use it. Mm. It gave you bonus uh, interest. Uh, oh, yeah. the cash rates dropped, it, you know, the money doesn't really work for you that way. Uh-huh. So we used to split off our money that way, but now we put uh, our mortgage, health insurance, plus uh, double that into a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like an offset? Oh, offset account. Yeah, the, the oh, smart. Yeah. And then that brings our interest rates uh, down. Of course. And then we move the rest of our money, play money basically, into our own accounts. And that way, you know, we've both got a card. We don't have to, you know, fight what we can spend our money on. I can go play golf. And, hey, 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 Mike, can I ask a question? When you were a kid, when you played Monopoly, were you always banker? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Makes sense. But no one wants to ask permission for when they can go and buy a handbag. Like, you want to have a little bit aside to yourself so you don't have to justify your purchases. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. My mate, you know, his wife goes off at him because he goes and buys, like, a couple of grand worth of tools every couple of weeks. Oh, right. Yeah, ah. there are some things your partner just shouldn't know, Sometimes maybe. Sometimes different. I don't if, you're, know. if you're going to King Street, Perth, and you're going to Tiffany's and buying big time, that's different. <laughs> yeah. <Jimmy> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Micah. Thanks, guys. Jackie and Kingsley, tell us why you don't share a bank account with your partner. We don't share a bank account because um, what I find, and so does my husband, is that most arguments are to do with money. So we've eliminated that. We have our own bank accounts and we have um, a bill account. We both put money in each week, which pays our bills, it pays our groceries, our rates, our phone, and it works really well. Wow, that's like a housemate situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're a split marriage, so we've been married before. We've been Mm. burnt before. Ah, that's right. So we go down that track again, you see. Okay. So um, for us, second time around, you've you've built your wealth Mm. together the first time. So the second time, you want to to still have that. You still want to have the commitment side, but you're also a little bit frightened that things are going to get 
taken away from you mm. like they did you, the first time. Do you still feel, though, Jackie, that because you're married, that, you know, if if one of you were earning more than the other and the other one needed something, you can you can just ask for it. Like you have, But it sort of feels like you have to get permission, doesn't it? Like, could you please well, get me this? Yes and no. I mean, I don't earn a lot, so my money's my money. Mm. But Lee earns heaps, so his money's our money. The truth comes out. There we go. It sounded really diplomatic for a while there, Jackie. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a new treasurer. Jackie from (laughs) Kimberley. The best of Clairsey, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5.